Welcome to UCYP, where we have uphill conversations with young professionals. Real conversations with bright, forward-thinking YPs. You know, every generation is different than those who've come before. And rather than generalities, we want to hear unique, individual perspectives of the generation that's currently on the rise. We want to elevate the voices, talent, and contributions of YPs in order to build a bridge to connect the past, present, and future generations, helping them to be heard, to be understood, and ultimately, to see them lead. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to UCYP. This is episode numero tres, and we are glad that you are joining us. We hope you've enjoyed the first episode, which we had parts one and two. Yep. A and B. One and two, A and B. All right. You could do either one. You could be, <laughs> it's alpha or numeric, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. So, um, hey, we're glad you could join us, and um, we have a great interview today that we want to share with you. And um, so as we're learning our flow and our structure, because we are structured and unstructured at the same time, um, and figuring some things out, um, we are like finding our flow. So thank you for your patience. We won't keep you uh, too long from getting to some great content that I think you'll enjoy in meeting a wonderful person today. So how are you doing, Megan? I'm doing great. Yeah, you just shared with me a great story about stepping outside in the snow to get ready to play a part. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was your pregame. That was my pregame. That or um, the whole cast would listen to Eminem. Eminem. Oh, yeah. What song? Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself. Yeah. Uh-uh. So the part where you went outside, stood in the snow, mm-hmm. barefoot. Yes. Was to play what role? Ophelia. And it was getting you ready to play what part? The crazy part. Whoa. Yeah. And did you do a good crazy? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You just seen the face I just got. Well, the eyes you just no. I think my, I saw something come out of you. My dad. I remember after that show, he came up to me and he he said, "Okay, that was really great, but when you were up there, I, I saw about four or five expressions on your face that I hope to never see again." <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was good. <laughs> okay, why don't you, you know what you should do? You should like take a picture of those faces. I like, don't know what they you, were. Well, you should try to like tap back recreate into that it. and recreate it and like video that face, that person, but video yourself doing it. <laughs> and so we could freeze frame those 10 faces. And what we could do is send it to your dad first. <laughs> he could look at it and he'll be able to tell us which ones He'd they like, were. Yes, the, no. Yeah, that's a still, yeah, still of that one. Okay, no, not that one. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, hey, um, you know, this is all about young professionals and we want to jump into this. But before we get going, I, I, I want to know your opinion on something. So there's this story that's out right now. Mm-hmm. And these students get into Harvard and they get into Harvard and um, they were given offer letters. You know, okay. they were accepted. And so anyway, they um, were in a private group mm-hmm. and, you know, for their class and on Facebook well, they put up um, uh, some bad posts, memes and stuff. It was really okay. bad. Well, Harvard rescinded their offers. <gasps> I want to know as a young professional, do oh you feel gosh. it's fair game? I mean, it was a private Facebook group. But it, but it's, but yes, but it, it was Harvard related. And so it went from the private group and these guys made some splinter groups from the way I understand it. I okay. may be wrong for those listening, okay. but they had a little splinter groups that came, came off of that, mm-hmm. but there were people that didn't appreciate it. So mm-hmm. it ended up getting presented because, Wow. so two things. Okay. I want to know, first of all, before I tell you this part, 
do you feel that that social media should have anything to do with them get should they should they have rescinded that well i think do i feel that it should or do i feel that it does i mean that's the same thing like your what you put out on social social media in an ideal world it shouldn't affect whether or not you get a job or um, those sorts of things, but it does. So I think, in my opinion, it, email, social media, it's forever. So you have to be really careful with what you put out there. Because you can't control what other people right. say. Right. And, and I think that what people don't realize is that's your brand. I mean, and people who are on Facebook and social media starting at 12 years old, they're building their personal brand that early in life. Like now. Right. They're doing it right now. Yeah. So the thing is, is it was, um, there were religious things on there that were not good. Some racial things. I mean, there, it was just, it, it got, you know, it got racy, mm -hmm. you know, so it was bad. And you know, Harvard only accepts so many, sure. it's like Notre Dame, right? Yeah. Where you went, your alma mater, they only take so many students. Mm -hmm. And so, man, could you imagine getting that? And so I think the total of students, they sent letters to, um, it was 10. They rescinded 10 okay. offers. But, this is the part that I feel like this This is what they were told. And I'm going to read something, mm -hmm. okay, about these two groups that splintered off and started doing all this stuff from this alumni group mm -hmm. for their class. Sorry, their class um, page. So both groups formed after entering students found one another through Harvard's official Facebook group for the class of 2021 set up by the admissions office. According to this, the Crimson that group contains a notice warning members that Harvard, you ready, mm -hmm. reserves the right to withdraw an offer of admission under various conditions, including if an admitted student engages in behavior that brings into question his or her honesty, maturity, or moral character. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you mentioned Notre Dame. I, I feel like they would probably do the same thing because they have a very, you know, strict code of conduct and a way that they believe that their students should behave themselves. So, I mean, you know, they, they should have read the rules. Yeah. Well, I, it breaks my heart. I, I think, know. Because I'm thinking, I'm so thankful there was no social media <laughs> when I was growing up. Oh man. Now there are some photos I think that are Polaroids mm -hmm. that may be floating around. Oh my gosh. That I hope I never run into on the internet. So um anyway, hey, I would I'm interested to see what our listeners would say. Yeah, I'm I'm curious too. I think that that's that's a tough question in today's world where everybody's so connected and I think the tough thing and we talk about this a lot when you're young, when you're in that 18, 19 year, you think you know everything. I mean, you just don't understand consequences, I think, as much as you do as you get older after you've made some mistakes and had to recover from them. So yeah, I would love to, I would love to hear um, from our listeners on that. So, um, you know, find us on Facebook. We have a UCYP Facebook group, which is public. So you can definitely join that yep. um, or share with us at um, on our Twitter account at the UCYP. Yes. And you could even email if you would like. Yeah, absolutely. And we'd love to, if, if you want to give us a nice long dissertation, you can do that <laughs> as well. Or a short little, you know, whatever statement um, to Tim at UphillConversations.co or Megan at UphillConversations.co. So, hey, this whole thing on, we have a great guest that's an entrepreneur yes. and there's this great 
piece that you mm-hmm. you kind of want to introduce here before we get into it? Yeah, well, I think that one thing that's really interesting is there's a lot of myths out there, um, probably about all generations, but there are a ton out there about millennials. And, you know, we hear them all the time. It's the, you know, everybody gets a trophy, um, the idea that they're lazy. But one that really struck out to me is uh, there's a myth out there that says millennials are the most entrepreneurial generation ever. When in fact, um, there's research out that shows that entrepreneurship is actually um, at a 25-year low among mm. young people. But you know, with that though, so I think we hear a lot about it. It's elevated a lot because of media and obviously we're in this very connected world. But what I really thought was cool about that is maybe starting new businesses in that younger generation is at a lower rate. You do have a lot more people doing a side hustle. Right. So there's a lot more freelancing out there. And, you know, which was very frowned upon in my generation Mm -hmm. and those older than even I am. I'm a Gen Xer. So it was like, are you moonlighting? Right. You know, side hustle? No. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, you dedicate your free time to mm-hmm. me. But I think that, I mean, but I think that freelancing, you know, or the side hustle or whatever it is, you know, a lot of people they've got, you know, maybe an Etsy store or they're doing some design work on the side. I think for a lot of, you know, a lot of young people, it's that outlet for them to have that individuality, which is, you know, a big part of this generation. And it needs to happen, mm-hmm. I believe. So our guest today. So our guest is Ashley Brown. Um, she is a young professional who describes herself as somewhat of an accidental entrepreneur. Um, she shares with us some challenges she's faced along the way um, and kind of how she's navigated needing to make some changes in the early stages of her company. Um, so without any further delay, let's jump into this interview with Ashley Brown. Welcome to UCYP, Uphill Conversations with Young Professionals. And we have a great guest with us here in the studio today, uh, Miss Ashley Brown. So uh, Ashley, how are you How are you hey, doing today? I'm good. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's such an honor. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited to be here. Cool. Well, we're so excited to have you. Um, I know that, you know, I know you through Pulse and some of the work that you do with us, and that's been great. And I know that, you know, you met Tim through some of the things through SBDC here in Greenville. Um, so that's awesome. But what I would just love to do is before we really dive in, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about your journey yeah. and um, what led you to start Ashley Brown Strategy. Of course. Thank you, guys. Um, well, I mean, as you guys know, my name's Ashley. I'm here, a local from Greenville. Um, I was definitely not raised to be entrepreneurial. This was more of an accidental journey, I like to say. Um, I, but I do believe that everything that I've gone through as a child and, uh, you know, subsequently as an adult has prepped me for this journey. Um mm-hmm. I started my career after graduation from University of South Carolina in 2013 in a little known city called Asheville. Um, there weren't a lot of professionals there. Mm-hmm. And even people who live in Asheville, will, they can attest to that. Um, that environment was very much a service uh, industry environment. And graduating with my college degree was really interesting because I couldn't even get a wait staff job mm-hmm. in Asheville. So I kind of went home that night and I was living, um, I was actually bumming it and living kind of illegally in a cabin with some of my friends who were working for a summer camp up there. And I was like, 
y'all, I have no, nothing to do. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, I guess you're going to start a job. And they kind of elbowed <laughs> me. I was like, uh-huh, yeah. What was, your, what was your degree in? Uh, political science with a specialty in national security. And you couldn't find a job? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that's a, it's, that is a unique blend. It was yeah, a very so. specific, yes. And I loved what I studied. I'm, I'm not an academic by any means, but I got all 100s in my political science classes. Math, science, uh, English, cried my way through. But (laughs) when we're talking about war and guns and uh, the privatized military industry, I was all in. I I loved it. Um, But, you know, got into Asheville and started my career there. And that's kind of how I've, you know, gotten in from there, came back down to Greenville where I'm from and have just really, truly, I feel like I've blossomed here. Just really good good soil, good Mm -hmm. people. So it's been a really wonderful journey. Very cool. Well, I know that, you know, it's interesting that whole accidental entrepreneur thing um, is maybe even more common than you realize. I think that you may not realize that you have something inside you and then you feel that pull and you feel that tug (laughs) to go to go do something or make your own way. Um, And, you know, Tim and I are both entrepreneurs. And so, you know, I know that working for yourself, it can bring a lot of flexibility and a lot of control, which I think sounds glamorous to a lot of people. But what about the other side of entrepreneurship? I mean, what what has really surprised you along the way? Um, I think my temper. I didn't realize I had such a temper. And that kind of came out this past year when I get pushed. I thought she was going to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a temper. And that was one of those things that um, I didn't know I had until I, I started getting kind of pushed uh, professionally and having a lot of scheduling and just dealing with the finances and everything. Um, I'm, I've learned to just embrace that. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I used to think of it as a negative and now I'm like, Oh, you know what? That might actually be a positive. Like, you know, I now know, you know, what buttons I have and when people push them, I definitely push back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that this past year I learned to, uh, see in myself and not hate myself for. Um, and now I look at it as kind of a plus sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and then alternately from that, uh, I learned a little bit more about health and self-care. Um, that was something that if you put off, it will slowly creep up. And, and, you know, when you are building your own schedule and you're working 80, 90 hour weeks, mm-hmm. it's really easy to just be like, meh, I don't need to shower. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really do have to take time for your, your body and your health. Mm-hmm. So those are two like major kind of curveballs that I've learned this past year. So um, being Ukrainian and Italian and Puerto Rican, (laughs) like all the things that are inside of me, so this temper, right? Yeah. Let me go back to that. So you found how it serves you. Yeah, I love it. What happened when you first engaged it? Because I do believe, you know, what was it just because you felt like the you, that temper was already in you, or do you feel like was the temper associated more so with the fact that maybe people weren't um, taking you serious, or like was it you know a struggle even toward you know as as we're talking to a lot of young professionals, some of them may have it like me, you know it's in the blood, yeah. But then it could be just for the fact that you are gifted, you have talent, you have a lot of things to offer. But maybe people aren't taking you serious or they're giving you pushback, treating you as if you're less than. I totally see that. And like when you're saying like you have it in your blood, maybe as like you grew up, like you kind of learned to see it in yourself and embrace it. I think as a Southern woman, 
I suppressed it my whole life. Mm. And I think as a Southern woman, like we're kind of taught to be like this lady in the kitchen. Like I literally, y'all, I literally walked in here with a pie. So like that is, I am a Southern woman (laughs) from the heart. Okay, for those listening, she brought us a pie. Like I am a Southern woman. And we're going to eat the pie. (laughs) It's an ice box. It's a very traditional recipe. But thank you for the pie. Yeah, I love pie. And I don't view that as a Southern thing. I view that as a kindness. I do love pie. no, No, that was very... Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That was well, very yeah. Kind. So for I don't having... see the southern. So just... well, <laughs> I think, but like going back to like that temper thing, like I used to be afraid of seeing it in other people. I never understood that this is a natural thing that we have in our bodies, and it is mm-hmm. healthy to get it out. And um, I like as a kid, like, and even in high school, when I was in my sorority at college, I never displayed my my temper. And now that I like you're saying, people, what brings it out probably is. If I feel like someone's trying to push me in a way that I'm not quite ready to be engaged, that temper will flare. Mm-hmm. Or if I feel like someone is doing something dishonest, that temper will flare. Um, and or or if someone is doing something that I think they need to be called out on, mm-hmm. um, like for example, there have been circumstances with contracts and you know going through those contract negotiations mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur with zero experience, just using Google for help. Um, I've learned the hard way that you have to be, you know, very upfront about certain things. And some people were going to try to find wiggle room. But using my temper and channeling it healthily and kind of just looking people point on and saying, you know, this is this is point A, this is point B, and this is mm-hmm. how we're going to do things moving forward. You're right. Like people are like, oh, man, we need to kind of respect that. Like they'll back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not here to be everybody's friend, but I am here to respect you as a professional. And that's been a very, very cool thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, kind of, you know, using Google as a resource and talking through that. And, you know, I've, I've been in that position before, um, you know, in, in my journey. But as you've kind of continued on, how have you kind of built that support ne- network around you and, you know, those sort of um, inner circle people to to kind of help guide you and to use as resources along the way? I feel like especially in Greenville, like there's just so many people who are genuinely caring and they want to see you succeed. Um, that That's a very unique uh, attribute. To, attribute? Attribute? <laughs> I don't attribute. know. Attribute, attribute element <laughs> uh, to Greenville, South Carolina. And um, it's taken a little bit of time, but I've only, I'm only a year old, mm-hmm. but I've been building my network since I was three years old and that's when I moved down here. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have certain people who I can call with certain questions um, there are definitely holes in the network. Like I have a lawyer. I have um, now I have a new CPA. Uh, I have uh, Endeavor and Joe Irwin as mm-hmm. uh, kind of mentors and watching me and helping me. Um, Hale Schulers, they're a client, but they're also really kind and mentoring to me. Lucian Lee's owner. Um, so it's nice to have all these different uh, Tim Justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's nice to have all these things, but I, I mean, I'm looking for like a financial advisor and I have a meeting tomorrow is it's building. Right. And sometimes the fit's not right. Like you guys were saying earlier, like you have to go through these, these kind of test periods with different partners. But for the most part, this place is amazing and you can find what you need if you look hard enough. Right. When it comes to like testing, a lot of people, um, you know, there's it doesn't matter what generation you're a part of, but some people take tests well, some yeah, don't. <laughs> right? right. So that's true, and we live in such a testing environment. It, yeah, it is testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure yeah. is. And so, 
Um, I'm a big um, don't give me answers to remember, give me problems to solve. Mm, as, a young cool. prof- as a young as a young, it's a good bumper sticker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. I need a bumper sticker that says that. You do. So, Ashley, you want to help me make that? Yeah. Make your bumper sticker, boy. Make your bumper sticker, boy. All right. So, when it comes to that, like, what, when it comes to as a young professional today, right? And you're starting this business, you're getting traction, you're building a great inner circle, those types of things. Um, When it comes to just the importance for you of having problems to solve, um, you know, how do you, how do you, uh, possibly like set yourself up for that? Like, do you, and what I mean by that is if you see someone trying to just give you all the answers, how do you respond? You know, or if you see people leaving you room to solve it for yourself, how do you respond? And those two, you know, as a young professional, which, you know, how do you respond if someone's trying to dump it all on you? Mm, And then someone that says, Hey, I'm going to leave you room. I'm going to ask you some powerful questions. That you go and solve this for yourself. Like, yeah. how, how do you work with those two experiences? Oh, gosh. That's a big question. That's a really big it's question. It's supposed to be huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Huge. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I really don't know how to answer that except for, I mean, this is kind of what comes top of my head is you got to be willing to challenge yourself. And you got to be willing to put your feet, you know, flat on the ground and just keep running. Um, I prefer to have, I prefer the wide open door. I like to be dumped. I like people just to just give it all to me and just walk away. I embrace that because I'm I really like to work kind of in that kind of panic mode where you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to get this done like by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That that kind of pressure is a good environment for me. Um, but a different personality, they might need more guidance and they might need more, somebody else to kind of show them, you know, this is point A. And if you want to continue here, you can get to point B by doing X, Y and Z, but also maybe go a little bit above and beyond in that. I think it just depends on the personality, maybe. I mean, what would you guys say on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that I think that's true. I think that different people uh, work in different ways and have different strengths. I mean, I think that is why, um, you know, certain people choose to partner with others or you make those strategic partnerships. Um, So what I'm hearing is that you're someone who really likes a challenge. I would think my clients would say that because they've just been like, well, no one else will take this job. I'm like, oh, it looks amazing. <laughs> so maybe that's that's where I would. You have one of two ways to look at that. <laughs> right. Right? No one else will take this job. <laughs> you know, or hey, no one else will take this right. job. It's like, so you're complimenting me. Mm-hmm. But that's <laughs> good. Like, that's where no, you want to be. Like, no, especially yeah. this first year. Like, when you're starting out, like, you are going to take whatever it takes just to get food on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I don't really, I wasn't looking for, like, the sexiest jobs because I was just trying to get something. There's mm-hmm. food out there? Y'all, yeah. there's food. Yeah. <laughs> and if you behave, sometimes you can get gas in your car. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. But, you know, you just, that's different. Like, mm-hmm. you just got to work. Yeah. And not many people, like, a lot of people will get out there and they're like, oh, this is really fun. I'm going to have my own business and I'm going to go start my website on Squarespace and I'm going to order business cards and mm-hmm. they'll have it all done. But once you get to going out and finding the clients, it's not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of tears and sweat involved. Uh, well, let me, I want to just jump on here, Megan, yeah. really quick. I know you have something there, but the idea of something, like, I love that. you like, they have this idea, oh, I'm going to go start my own thing or whatever. I'm curious, okay, just from your point of view, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like two people get married. Right. Oh, that's the idea. We don't want to go there, listen, y'all. <laughs> well, no, maybe we do. Pressure point. No, no, but it's like the idea versus yeah. 
the real thing. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. idea is, oh, this is what it can be like. The real thing is, this is what it is. And there are two people that have to continually improve and grow and change and develop, right? Right. So let's talk about this business thing, right? So you stepped out. Would you say, I have two questions. Number one, when you first started, was it always not just the idea like it sounded good? Was no. it? It was never that? It was like, I just have to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to explain it. It was like, I have to do this tonight. I have to write a proposal and tomorrow I'm going to go to my first client and hopefully they'll they'll bite. That was scary. There was never any, and it, there, was a pre, there was a turning point. Um, Tim Justice looked at me. I So I've been new, moonlighting, doing kind of marketing things on the side for a couple businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, not even like two hours a month, like very small, limited stuff. And I, Tim Justice came up to me and he made an offhand comment, just kind of like, I heard you've been working on some big things. And he winked at me. And I assumed, because in my back pocket, I had my articles of incorporation for my new business. Mm-hmm. So I had just from guilt, assumed that he knew that I was starting my own company. I don't know how I assumed that, but that's my assumption. He freaked me out so bad. I went to Chick-fil-A. I got a Chick-fil-A sandwich with, like, all the makings, and I sat in the car. I wrote out, you know, my business plan on the back of my Chick-fil-A wrapper, and then that night I went home, typed it up, and went to the store owner who was employing me full-time, and I said, hey, like, I'm going to start my own business. You want to be my first client? And I got a nosebleed as I pitched him. Like blood was pouring out all over my shirt and I was crying. And he, because he, he said, he's like, I got to think about this. Like you're just, this is totally out of left field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, that day was, I mean, I, I risked my job because I knew once I told him that I couldn't ever, I couldn't stay because he was going to know that I had, you know, been talking to other people and been looking outside. Um so I knew that once I pitched him, that was my no going back. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I mean, shaking, covered in blood and tears pouring down my face. Got got the first client, though. It took a few days, a couple conversations, and uh, Lucian Lee took a, he took a really big risk on me. And I will never, ever forget that. I mean, I have loyalty to Hales Jewelers for the rest of my life. Because he looked at this 25-year-old who was shaking in front of him, and he said, okay, like I hear you. I'm going to give you a shot. And everything that I have is because of that one first shot. Mm-hmm. If he had said no, I mean, I had my, my plan B was to work at Panera. So, and That's good. yeah, I, I'd go work there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like Panera. <laughs> no, that's powerful. But my sec- the second part of this, do you feel that your point of view as a young professional is that shared? Do you feel like it's shared um, as a majority? With other young professionals that they are more into the actual like, no, I have to do this versus the idea of doing it. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people who have, they've. I, I try to inspire people to do this. I, I really do want people to know if I can do it, you can do it as well. Um, but it is very different once you get out there in the environment. I mean, once you actually have to go chase the business down and keep the business Mm -hmm. and, you know, write your own uh, invoices and kind of get the the not sexy, I call it sexy because it's not sexy, you know, Mm -hmm. managing your money is not going to be the most glamorous thing. And, um, you know, doing the jobs that you previously would have outsourced, that's not as fun. Um, I, I don't know. 
to answer your question, Tim, if that's uh, a typical uh, millennial or young professional thing. But I do know that whoever starts their own business, they will learn very quickly that it is it's just a lot of work, as mm-hmm. it should be. You know, nothing happens without work. So, so um, one thing, you know, the name of our show, UCYP, it's Uphill Conversations with Young Professionals. And so, you know, one thing that um, Tim and I like to say is everything worth having is uphill. Um, so, you know, you've got to you've got to work. You've got to put this sweat equity in. You know, you've got to maybe do a little bit of bootstrapping. So for you, I mean, we've heard some parts of your journey, kind of the high level. But do you have a, a specific uphill challenge um, that you faced along the way? Man, yeah. Um, I've had to say goodbye to a lot of relationships. That's been really hard. And that's been my own choice. Uh, I'm the friend who's always been reaching out to people and trying to keep them in my circle and uh, going above and beyond, just trying to be in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I knew that when I started this that I was going to have to say, you know, I was going to have to focus this next year on growing my baby business. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest, most uphill moment was realizing that I wasn't going to be able to go to a couple of, like, showers and – um, having to turn down, like we were talking earlier, like about marriage, like that is definitely a pressure point to me. I'm almost 27 and I have never had a serious boyfriend. And I think that largely is because of, I've always chosen to work before dating. Um, and so that, that's more of a personal uphill, but it mm-hmm. directly affects my work. I'm always kind of thinking in the back of my mind about these little things. Like, you know, if I, go to this job in Arizona I'm not going to be able to make my friend's wedding is this going to be worth it or you know my granddad's turning 92 like I don't want to miss these things and I pick and choose so like if like with my granddad obviously I'm going to go to that and I'm Mm going to say goodbye to that job because I you know I got to keep my priorities straight right um but for different various relationships and friendships and acquaintanceships I've had to be careful and prioritize I mean, what you're saying is powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And and especially like you had to give up some relationships. Like yeah. I know. You've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, I know what it's like where you have to say goodbye. Sucks. Like totally you're not in my sucks. inner. It's not going to work. You know, we're not aligned. It's not going to work. I can yeah. love you, but I'll have to do it from down the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? I'll yeah. still see you. I'll be kind. I'll be loving all that. And that's powerful because th- uh, there's so many stigmas and uh, misconceptions of how people view um, this. We don't, I, and I hate terms. I'm just going to, I don't like millennial. I don't like Gen X. I said it again. I say it again. Boomer. Anybody listen, I, I can't handle all that stuff. And, but, you know, as a, the new term, digital native, you know, you guys grew up with this whole different world, but you have more community than even my generation and the boomers ahead of me that you know you care more you so having to break that is a big deal having to walk away and step away and then choose what is most important to you when it comes to that but let me ask you this how um as far as the impact as far as how you know how did you manage so people listening to this right now and they know that possibly they need to say goodbye yeah, and and goodbye. you know that that you know, and I think it's powerful that you chose your family over, you know, your granddad. You know, give up the job to go to Arizona and go do that versus, 
you know, just whatever this person wants to do. Or even when you said that you're 27 without a serious boyfriend and then how people are turning that into, you know, people can turn that into a big deal. Mm -hmm. But you've got this clear in your mind. How do you how do you place the importance on what what is the thing that should be a part of your life. Oh yeah. Like who makes the cut? Yeah. Like how do you get there? That's such, I mean, I think it's different for everybody, but personally, I'm sure. But for you, I want you to share hmm. because someone's going to be able to raise their hand and go, I feel like her. (laughs) Preach. Um, I think for me, it's, it's, I I really try to be very giving. Um, and and I try to focus my life on giving back. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but that truly is kind of the doctrine that guides everything that I do. And if I feel that um, a partnership or a friendship or even an acquaintanceship um, crosses, you know, very obvious boundaries, like if there's inappropriate conversations, um, there have been some uh, male counterparts that I've had to be very forthright with, say, hey, like, you know, this is not an appropriate topic. If mm-hmm. we keep discussing this, I'm going to have to remove myself from this Um if I don't feel comfortable, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple. Like it's a very honest, realistic human thing. Like I I never try to be in a relationship with any friends that I feel like I can't be comfortable around. And I would hope vice versa. I feel like most people, um, we try to be polite and we try to be in these environments where we are like, Oh, you know, like I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be your friend and we're gonna be best friends because that's what's expected of us. Mm -hmm. But when you have such limited free time anyways, you have to really, really get down to the nitty gritty. And I need to be around people who I feel like I can be honest with and mm-hmm. that who are honest with me as well. And of course, aligning values. Well, and I think one thing even that I really keyed in on that you said um, before was, you know, you have those people where you realize you've always sort of been the one who has had all the responsibility of the relationship. And that becomes very tiresome. And at the end of the day, I mean, not that you do it on purpose, but it's like, I think those friendships sometimes even just fade away because, you know, there isn't that mutual benefit that you're getting from each other. And, you know, I know for me, I've had to do the same thing. You know, it's does having this person in my life make me better? Are they improving me? Are they adding value to my life? Do we align? And I think um, I think all those things are really important. And what what I love is, you know, I'm I'm uh, at at the very I just squeaked into the millennial um, category. I still need to see her birth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, but for me, like the fact that you're saying that, you know, at at a young age, I think that that is that makes it even a more powerful statement, because I think that that just shows um, your maturity and and kind of where you're at. Well, you're a mom. And so you have you know, you have people looking at you and they're watching you. And it's so great that you're willing to set that example by making these hard decisions because you want your kids to be in mm-hmm. not the, you know, quote unquote, right group, but with a group of friends and acquaintances who make good decisions and who are kind and uplifting and supporting. Yeah. So when you make these decisions, you never know who's watching you. So it's, it's really good that you are you know trying to do that as well, because you never know. Like yeah. people... We model behavior the mm-hmm. people we see all the time. Yeah, that's so sweet. And so I talking about kind of like um, modeling that behavior and, you know, your group and, and people kind of picking up, you know, what you're putting out there. So you started Greenville Girl Boss. Yes. Um, and so I'm a part of Greenville Girl Welcome. Boss. Welcome. Yes, um, I saw you join today. I know. <laughs> and we're so. giving a shout out, those of you listening, to <laughs> Sophia Amorosa. 
And your organization, the original Girl Boss, yes. free Ashley Brown. <laughs> Don't get just please support Help them. They're me. doing amazing stuff. <laughs> Help this area that is like representing Sophia Amorosa we and love the her. original Girl yeah. And yes. yes, you're hearing that. I love it. So that was Tim's two cents. <laughs> So, well, just, I, I would just love to kind of, I mean, what, who you know, is this group and what, well, did, yeah, and I mean, yeah, what inspired you to kind I, of do that and ha- have I you been up. like surprised? I love this group. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So when I started my business, um, my roommate handed me the Girl Boss book and it's by Sophia Amorosa and it's an amazing book. Everybody go read it. Um, read the book and I was like, this is cool. Like I'm a girl boss now, you know, mm-hmm. I just have, I just made my own invoice template. Like, let's go people. And, um, I, invited like Nika White and Laura Bratton and Elvia Pacheco Flores, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of like, you know, girl bosses in Greenville to come grab a drink. And I was like, bring your friends. We'll make a Facebook group. 47 people showed up. <laughs> so at that meeting, when we we're all getting drinks um, at On the Rocks, I was like, y'all, this is like magic. And um, so from that meeting, you know, going forward, we went from uh, seven invites to 47 attendees to now 709 people who are involved in our organization. Oh. We have a board of directors, uh, planned events. Um, the purpose of the group is to inspire women to assume positions of positive influence and leadership in our community. So we really try to encourage women in Greenville to step up to the plate, you know, join these boards. Uh, if you want to start a business, yes, go and do it. Mm-hmm. We will help you. We will share you with you all the resources that we know. Um, we try to reach out to as many different backgrounds and make sure there's a, that, you know, like you were saying, optics were mm-hmm. represented. So we try to have a minority presence. We have a really great ratio um, of African-Americans to whites. We do need more. Um, we have great Latino representation. We do need more uh, Asian representation. So anybody out there, like we would love to have you guys. Um, there's no no requirements on age, no requirements on background. You just have to identify as a woman in the upstate to be a member of our organization on Facebook. It's Girl Boss Greenville. Mm-hmm. You can find us very easily on Facebook. Um, it's it's a really cool, cool thing. Yeah. And I mean, what I, you know, really like about it and, um, you know, I think Ashley is very humble talking about, you know, the impact that that this is having. Um, you know, I, um, I I have two uh, Facebook profiles, so I've been a member of the oh, other one okay. for a while. But so so I've kind of been in in the loop. And, you know, even just, you know, those women that want to do those things. But Ashley is also helping elevate these stories and sometimes Thank very you. personal stories of women in our community, women leaders. Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, similar to what we try to do with Uphill Conversations and UCYP, you know, we're trying to bring a voice to let other people know um, there's other people having these challenges and, you know, come mm-hmm. and be inspired by these people and, you know, get strength from them. So I think that that part of it is very cool. Yeah, it's really magic. It's like it's it's fabulous being able to use all these different mediums of technology to reach out and connect with one another. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no matter what you're going through, there's always going to be somebody else who is going through these same issues or, you know, walking this path. There's always been someone who's trailed the blaze before you. Mm-hmm. It just takes a little bit of bravery to reach out and say, hey, like, I'm going through this. I need some help. Mm-hmm. But there's always people. And the same with, like you're saying, like this uphill conversations is amazing because I would have loved to have known a year ago, you know, that what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. These are really cool, hard hitting topics. And I didn't have a resource. Google only can give you so much. Yeah. You have to know what to ask. Mm. Let me ask you, what could be 
if you could say there was one thing that you didn't get besides this podcast, <laughs> which those of you listening, I'm just kidding, <laughs> um, that um, that you wished you would have known when it comes to stepping into business for yourself as a young professional, and maybe you ran into the opposition, like like what would it be like? Better ability to negotiate, uh, maybe a little bit more of, I don't know, how to win somebody over. Because, you know, I know this. I, I say people all the time, never let someone despise your youth. Don't let your youth be your barrier. You cannot help when you were born. That's true. It's like you can't help where you were, where you were born. Yeah. And what, what you know, when you were born, where you were born, and your family. You can't pick any of that stuff. Nice. It just happens, right? So it's there. So... Without you being able to control any of that, stepping into the world as a young professional, what do you wish you would have known or you would have had? I think I had this vision for the first first month. It was I just need to get it to the six month mark. And when I got to six months, it was I just need to get it to the one year. And now I'm at the one year and I'm like, wow, like 12 months in the, you know, we're done. Um, I wish I would have known that within a year I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly have all the answers. Um, and that's kind of been the biggest surprise. I really thought that when I got to this point, like everything would be crystal clear and it hasn't, but that's a good thing. Um, because it's forced me to really reevaluate what matters to me and to be more flexible and adaptable. So because I don't have, I mean, my, my vision is becoming a little bit more clear, but because it is not set in stone, um, I'm okay with that, but I wouldn't have been a year ago. Mm-hmm. I, I would have been really freaked out if I had known within a year I didn't have it all figured out. That would have been a very scary thing. And if there was something that you could say to some young professional listening, what one piece of major advice, it could be business, it could be personal, it doesn't matter, but but it's with you thinking of moving forward into a world that you want to make a major impact in. What is one thing that you would say to them to communicate? So ironic because I do work in social media, but I would say turn off the phone, you know, mm-hmm. like look at the people who are sitting across from you, you know, open up your heart. Don't be hiding behind the screen. Turn off the phone. When you're out in public, you don't need your cell phone. That's awesome. Connection and yeah. being present. Yes. <laughs> Two things that I think are really, really big um, for us. Yeah. So, um, Ashley, how, you know, so it's, it's been awesome having Thank you here having and um, great conversation. Um, how can our listeners connect with you? Thank you so much. They can follow us on Facebook, Ashley Brown Strategy. Um, and then also I'm on Facebook, Ashley Mason Brown. I accept as many requests as I get. So as long as I kind of know Can I you. join Girl Boss? <laughs> yes, actually, that's a great question. We are open. Men can join. Um, we, we love to. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I know that sounds kind of contradictory, but. No, it's not. We love having. We need to have male partners help. <laughs> elevate our women and that's exactly why i'm saying that i just want to make sure yes if you told me no i'd be like uh we're gonna have a dni conversation (laughs) we're gonna have a dni talk no Uh, yeah um girl boss greenville is on facebook just look us up girl boss greenville and you know we'll be happy to have you as a member we are really looking forward to you joining the group well i was very impressed when i met you the first time and i was able to listen to you uh do a presentation about your business and I was very moved by how real you were and Thank authentic you. and very open at a very you. interesting point in time in your life and your business. And you represent yourself very, very well. This has been Uphill Conversations Young Professionals, UCYP. 
And um, we're, we, we know that you're going to be able to hear from Ashley out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And she will respond to you in reply. Yes. And, uh, and Megan and I are going to keep trying to bring great people like her along on a regular basis. So. Yep. And so just remember to those young professionals out there and everyone who works with them, you know, continue to make your voices heard. Um, continue to work on building bridges and look for that inspiration because you are the future leaders.